Hey church, Pastor Daniel here with another Fireside Chat. We've been uh, talking for the last couple episodes about friendship, specifically Christian friendship, and uh, this idea in the Bible of being fully known, that, that you know, there's this human desire to know someone fully and to be known fully. It's part of how we were created to desire a relationship with God, and it's how we were created to desire a relationship with one another. So we, we've been looking at the markers of this and, and kind of what, what it takes to sort of define a relationship this way uh, biblically. And then uh, what I want to talk to you about today is like sort of the environment that's necessary for that type of friendship to really grow. You know, what does it take to grow up that relationship with people if you don't have it or you want to take a relationship maybe that's not as deep as you'd like it to be and increase the depth of that in order to continue to build intimacy, vulnerability, authenticity, uh, to get to that point where we've talked about James you know, 5.16, where you would be willing to sit down and confess your sins to that person and talk about your darkest uh, secrets or, or the things that you were most ashamed of, or your greatest failures or fears, and, 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 and not have regret to be able to open up and be that vulnerable, to be yourself. And um, the first two things I want you to think about is time and access, time and access. And so in order to build a deep Christian relationship, a deep relationship of any point, but, but specifically we've been talking about these, it takes a long time. The, the phrase we've used a bunch is that uh, we need microwaves. I'm sorry, we, we need crock pots, not microwaves, right? We're in a microwave culture that wants to get things done quickly. We want our discipleship to happen fast. We want our transformation to happen fast. We want our sanctification to happen fast. We want everything to happen quickly, but that's not how our hearts change. That's not how we're mature. That's not how spiritual fruit grows in us. It's all much, much, much slower. So you need time. So that relationship needs time. The first week you meet them, um, the first couple weeks you meet them, uh, maybe, maybe months, into the relationship, uh, they, they, you, you got to know them for a while. I mean, there's going to be some, some significant time that's necessary, number one. Number two, you need access, right? There's a frequency of like how much overall time, how much overall access. So there's both a duration, like, you know, it's got to be a, a while, but there's a frequency of like a lot of interaction is going to be necessary. It's, it's why when intuitively, when you're, you're dating, right? You want to get to know somebody like you're trying to spend a lot of time with them over and over and over again to build that relationship. And the same thing goes with Christian relationships. I'm going to need time and I'm going to need frequency. Now, I think those are pretty logical, right? But but let me submit this to you for a incredibly deep, edifying, um, intimate Christian relationship. Most of these, not all, this is not a mandate. Most of those that person's going to need to go to the same church that you go to. Now you're like, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean by that, right? I've got good friends that go to other churches. Hey, me too. I have good friends that go to other churches as well. Um, but there's this commitment in a really close Christian relationship to do life together. Now, just going to the same church with one another doesn't mean that you're going to develop a relationship like that. But I would tell you that when you're members of the same local church, right? What, what happens is you sort of have this model from the Bible of uh, hurting when they hurt, empathizing when they uh, are going through something, you know, submitting to the same types of things in the church that they are because they're going to the same church, right? 
Um, if you think about what we're called to do as members of a local church, to, to empathize with each other, to suffer with one another, to celebrate with one another, uh, to, to submit to one another, to bear with one another, to think more about someone else than I think about myself. Well, all of those things happen in the, the recipe of the local church. They're actually baked in that it's part of scripture. And, um, when you rally under the same vision, the same initiatives, the same goals, uh, when you're uh, sharing prayer requests, when you're celebrating the same wins, when you're mourning the same losses, all of that gets to happen together in the context of a local body, right? And so that what that creates is this parallel where we're doing life together already because of the context of the way the church works. And then I add on to that time and frequency, right? Access to my life over a period of time, along with all of these shared things, uh, and I can begin to build that relationship. Now, let's talk about what happens when that splits, right? If I took that same person that inside the church that I built that relationship with, and I sent them to another church, all of a sudden we have two different pastors or series of pastors, different elders, uh, submitting to different authority in those two different churches, having different goals in those two different churches, different vision, different initiatives, different things we emphasize, uh, different wins, different losses, different calendars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so what happens is it begins to create, it, make, it, it makes it a lot harder to have this super close Christian relationship once we do that. Now, that's not the only thing that does that, right? Like, if I just took somebody, intuitively, you kind of know this, right? If I just took somebody and I moved them across the country, we would then have a very difficult time having the same level of friendship if it was a really intimate, close relationship, if I move them across the country. Why? Well, I've lost time. I've lost access, right? They can't be around them as frequently. They, they can't do life with me and, and certainly not going to be going to church with me. So we're not going to share any of these goals and these types of things. And I'm going to see them less often, right? And so that, that change, that geographic change, changes even my ability to have them close. Now, why am I bringing this up? You know, why is this important? Well, because I've lost friends that, you know, I had that were in the church that were some of my closest friends. And then when they left, whether they left the state or they left the church, um, I'll never get back to the same level of intimacy that we once shared because they're, they're in another season now, whether that's at another local church or in another uh, city. And so um, because it's not possible to, to get back there. Now, you could be in the bucket where you're saying, I don't even have any of those relationships. How could I lose them, right? I, I, I understand. Uh, we're going to, in, a, in, a, in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about forming those things and fostering them. Um, but I would just say, like, for, for my situation, uh, particularly, and you may be there too, uh, you kind of look at and do an inventory of your life and find, man, those super close relationships that I had that were so encouraging, so edifying, so re rewarding, they, the nature of them has changed because they've left the church or they've moved out of state or they moved somewhere. And we lament that. I mean, we grieve that because they were so rewarding when they were really vulnerable and, and intimate. And they lost some of that by the nature of the move, the change of life, the change of season. And uh, we, we grieve that, right? Because we lost something. But then at the same time, we need more we, we need that right so if it's not them then what what do we go do and look we all hate change i mean this is sort of a natural human phenomenon is that we generally are fear change because it's the unknown um but i'll, I'll reiterate something we've said in previous episodes which is that we need that level 
of relationship in our life. It is a desire of our soul. It is a universal human desire to be known and to know someone. Uh, there's a movie from years ago called Anne of Green Gables. I mean, I was young when I watched it, so it has to be old. Uh, and she always talks about wanting to find a bosom buddy, a bosom friend, right? And it's such a weird word because, you know, it sounds like something that would be used in the 1800s. But what she means is like, I want to find somebody that just knows me and I know them. Well, think about as intimate and rewarding as that can be when it changes, when that person leaves, when the relationship isn't as intimate as it used to be, how we lament and grieve over that. And so here's my question for you uh, today. Do your closest friends, which I, we've established in previous episodes, are Christian friends, right? If you're a Christian, they're Christian friends. Do your closest friends also go to the church? Or do they go somewhere else, other state, other place, right? And maybe, in fact, I would actually submit to you that at some point when they were your closest friend, it's because you spent a lot of time together. Probably we're at the same church uh, or in the same workplace, somewhere you just saw each other almost daily, right? You did life together at some point to deepen the relationship to that point, and maybe something's changed. So my question is just a little self-inventory. Did something change? Um, are my closest Christian friends at the church with me that I go to? Uh, or, or not, right? That's just for you to consider. Maybe write it down, put it, uh, put it on a note card or something like that. And then we're going to come back to the what's next, you know, how to foster and build this in our next episode.